Her eyes were wide and round with terror as she beseeched the old wizard to let her go. She was half-dressed, Simon apparently having stolen her from her bedchamber. Decrepit though he might be, he was impossibly strong. He held her with the iron grip of a corpse, and her struggles, though frenzied, were futile. She cried out, begging Tristan to help her. Do it, Simon grated. Perform the ritual. Tristan turned, but instead of going to Brenna's aid, he just stared. It was then that the demon understood. Understood everything. And some part of its non-existent heart sank. As much as it hated Tristan, had grown to hate him through its months of servitude, part of it also loved him. Admired him. Wanted to be more like him. It didn't want to betray the kingdom or hurt Brenner, and on simple principle would have fought any man who put the look on her face that she wore now. But Tristan was paralyzed. He didn't know. That was his problem. He didn't know what he wanted or how to respond. He was, had always been Simon's pawn. Perhaps he hadn't even realized that until now. If he even did, staring at Simon with the cold terror of an animal caught out in the hunt. Tristan had come this far because he was a good man and a good fighter with a strong sense of duty. But there was a dangerous weakness in him, one that hadn't until now been exposed. Tristan was like a beautiful piece of marble, but one containing a secret flaw. It looked perfect on the outside, but under the strain of the chisel it would crack. What are you doing? he asked Simon stupidly. What you can't, Simon replied flatly. His eyes glittered, around him clung the sickly sweet aura of infection. He was failing, the demon realized, his skin beginning to slough off in earnest, and still he held Brenner as easily as if she'd been a child. Angry red marks were beginning to form on her arms, where Simon's claw-like fingers dug into her flesh. What does he mean? Brenner demanded. Please, Tristan, help! And still Tristan vacillated. He was no worthy heir to his house. He hadn't done what he'd done out of pride or duty much as he told himself otherwise. He'd done what he'd done, become what he'd become out of fear, and the demon knew fear of a sort, if not as men did. Do it, Simon grated. Tristan would. He'd do exactly as his tutor instructed him, feeding the final piece of his soul into the fire himself, and then he'd be in that man's power forever. How long, the demon wondered before Simon took Brenner's form for his own. How long before he took Tristan's? That was why he'd come, of course. He was old and frail and needed a new body. Most necromancers lived their span and died, but the truly powerful could prolong their lives through certain rituals, one of which was possession. Possession. It considered the word. Simon would possess Tristan through Brenner. The demon saw clearly now what at first it had only suspected. Tristan was too strong to be easily overcome, but Brenner was no witch to protect her mind from such an onslaught. And because Brenner and her would-be husband would be linked, the demon looked again at Tristan. Tristan, who in his obsession with duty had been blinded to all else. He worried only about what was right, never stopping to consider why Simon, a living husk from which all the human feeling had been burnt out, cared so much for his happiness, because to Tristan, he was due that happiness. Simon had seen this entitlement, 
Tristan's greatest flaw, and he'd exploited it. The demon's existence flashed before its eyes.